Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 100 Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verses 1-12 through 12. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at, David at Hebron and said, Look, we are your bone and flesh. For some time, while Saul has, was king over us, it was you who led out Israel and brought it in. The Lord said to you, It is you who shall be shepherd of my people Israel. You who shall be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began to reign, and he reigned forty years. At Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and at Jerusalem he reigned over all Israel and Judah thirty-three years. The king and his men marched to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who said to David, You will not come in here, even the blind and the lame will turn you back, thinking, David cannot come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, which is now the city of David. David had said on that day, Whoever would strike down the Jebusites, let him get up, let, let him get up the water shaft to attack the lame and the blind, those whom David hates. Therefore, it is said, the blind and the lame shall not come into the house. David occupied the stronghold and named it the city of David. David built the city all around from Milo inward. And David became greater and greater, for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. King Hiram of Tyre sent messengers to David, along with cedar trees and carpenters and masons who built David a house. David then perceived that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. Which one of you? having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays, lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so, I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Good morning and welcome to the 8th Wednesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 100, 
Second Samuel chapter 5 and Luke 15. And I don't even remember reading the, the which scripture. Anyway, um, sometimes when I read, I forget part of the stuff that I've read. I don't remember reading uh, the verse for the Old Testament reading, Second Samuel. But anyway, um, the, uh, the gospel reading is the parable of the lost sheep about finding them. Um, and I struggle to, to, you know, understand how these are complementary, um, because David isn't lost, I don't think, um, but he does he does strike me as a little dense in the passage from this morning. Um, so he's all, all the tribes of Israel come to David uh, and say, "Hey, we didn't like Saul. Um, God." told you you're going to be our shepherd, um, and so uh, we want you to um, you know, kind of take up this mantle. Um, it, it's, you know, it's reflecting back on the past, and it says, David ruled this long, blah, blah, blah. And it refers to him as the king. Um, and they marched to Jerusalem, to Mount Zion, took the land from the inhabitants, which had been taken in Joshua, so they must have lost it somehow during the time of Judges. Um, and all this happens, he uh, you know, has this back and forth with um, the Jebusites, and then finally, um, when this other king sends um, messengers and architects and stuff to David, only then does David perceive that the Lord had established him king over Israel, um, and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of Israel. Um, and so it strikes me as not the most, not the most perceptive. If it took all that stuff for him to realize that he's the king, um, that God had established him king, um, and that it was not for his sake but for the sake of the people that he ruled, um, he, it, it seems a bit much like maybe uh, a regular person would have realized that sooner. Um, but he. He doesn't, or, or at least this, you know, with with um, Samuel and Kings and Chronicles, there's a lot of overlap. So there's probably another story that kind of overlaps this, but um, Samuel's version of this story um, has him kind of, you know, not quite understanding the significance uh, that he is king, that God established him king, and that God is uh, glorifying himself through uh, the people of Israel. Um, so he isn't lost like a sheep, um, but he does, um, I mean, he's he's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Um, if it takes all that to to understand what's going on. Um, but there is, I suppose there is some similarity in that. God in, in Jesus seeks him out. He doesn't give up on David. You know, um, the... You know, the kind of like, uh, com- kind of comes off as like blundering. You know, he, it's it would be easy for you to get lost um, if you were just some random person, a random sheep, right? But David is a man after God's own heart. If there's one thing David wants, David wants to be in the graces of God. Like with, with Cain, um, you know, is told by God that he's being cursed by the ground. Cain cries out and asks God, please, you know, anything but driving me from your face. Um, he wants to be with 
God and with other people. Um, because being alone is the only thing that's called bad or not good in the Hebrew in, in Genesis. Um, and so the David's saving grace, even if he's a little dense, he's always looking for God. He's always going to run back to God. Um, and in that sense, David here is that the shepherd who runs after the lost sheep. Um, you know, the metaphor is mixed, um, but it's not without, you know, not without precedent sometimes, or, um, uh, uh, a, a theologian once famously said that, um, God is the prodigal son rather than the father who welcomes him home, or, you know, perhaps he's both. Um, but the, the, the point um, that I think the reading is trying to make is um, that, you know, even though you might not get it, even though you might wander or lose your way or, or kind of get lost in the shuffle, um, the one saving grace that David shows us that he has and he encourages, um, I think, shows us that we should have as well, is to always be seeking God out that we might be the lost sheep, but we might also be the shepherd seeking uh, seeking that sheep out. Um, and uh, David and Jesus here are kind of paralleled. Um, they're both men in search of uh, this thing that they're looking for. Um, God, or Jesus isn't looking for God. Jesus is looking for us. But just as David... Um, looks for God, God also looks for us. Um, and David isn't God, but um, he gives us an example of what it looks like um, to have this mutual relationship with God, that if you seek God, God will seek you in return. Um, and so, you know, you you may not be the sharpest drawer in the shelf either, or in the uh, sharpest knife in the drawer, um, but you don't have to be. That's not a requirement for the people of God. Um, David was, uh, you know, the youngest of like eight brothers. He was a shepherd. He, you know, he had no military training, and yet, despite all that, he did all these things um, in his life, never ceasing to glorify God. And when he screwed up, he was still seeking God. Um, he didn't shy away from the things that he did wrong. He's willing to accept the consequences. Um, when he fucked up. Um, and so it doesn't matter uh, if you're smart, if you're not so smart, if you're wealthy, you're poor, you're male, you're female, or in between, like, none of that matters. Uh, all that matters is that you're a person after God's heart. Um, just like God is is a God after, after our, our own hearts, um, recognizing the mutuality of, uh, of this relationship that we have with our Savior. Um, you know, sometimes when we say personal relationship with Jesus, it's like, yeah, he's my private little click or something. It's like, no, it, it really means that God wants to be with you. Um, God also wants to be with others. And God is so um, infinite that it's possible that um, we each may seek God and there's enough of God to go around. Um, so... Um, for all those grunts who maybe aren't, uh, you know, don't have the highest APFT score or, um, you know, don't get the first promotions when it comes along, like, that's not, 
going to earn you any extra points with God. Um, and that if you keep your eyes focused on, on, on the right thing, that everything else kind of falls in place. Um, not that you're going to get it, um, but that um, you know when you have God in your corner, you realize uh, just how much and how little you need um, from the world. Um, that God supplies everything that you could want and hope for, um, making some of those things that you seek after that aren't God uh, seem a little um, less valuable and less important. Prayer for Guidance from the Book of Common Prayer O God, by whom the meek are guided in judgment and light rises up in darkness for the godly, grant us, in all our doubts and uncertainties, the grace to ask what you would have us do, that the spirit of wisdom may save us from all false choices, and that in your light we may see light, and your straight path may not stumble. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, Always family. Semper Familia.